Well, welcome, welcome, welcome to this Palm Sunday as we are beginning Holy Week. And today, yes, we look to uh, read about Jesus coming into Jerusalem, and we're using the Gospel of Luke for our reading today. First, we want to pray, though, don't we? We want to ask God to illuminate us and to give us grace that we might hear what we are being called to hear today. So let us pray. Holy God, sometimes life feels like a parade, rushing by us as we stand on the sidelines and try not to miss it. There are hundreds of things that catch our eye. But the thing we fear missing the most is you. So slow down the speed of this parade. Paint the colors of this world a little brighter and dance through the words of our scripture passage until it is almost impossible for us to miss you there. Glorious God, we are here. We're trying to pay attention to you. Be with us. Illuminate us. Gratefully, we pray. Amen. Our reading comes from the Gospel of Luke in the 19th chapter. We're beginning at verse 28. He went on ahead, going up to Jerusalem. When he had come near Bethphage and Bethany in the place called the Mount of Olives, he sent two of the disciples, saying, Go into the village ahead of you, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden untie it and bring it here. If anyone asks you, why are you untying it? Just say this, the Lord needs it. So those who were sent departed and found it as he had told them. As they were untying the colt, its owners asked them, why are you untying the colt? They said, the Lord needs it. Then they brought it to Jesus. And after throwing their cloaks on the colt, they set Jesus on it. As he rode along, people kept spreading their cloaks on the road. As he was now approaching the path down from the Mount of Olives, the whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully with a loud voice for all the deeds of power that they had seen, saying, Blessed is the King who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory in the highest heaven. Some of the Pharisees in the crowd said to him, Teacher, order your disciples to stop. He answered, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The word of God for us, the people of God. Thanks be to God. Following his baptism in the Jordan River, Jesus spent 40 days in the wilderness where he was tempted by the devil. And when Jesus emerged into the public scene, he was something of an overnight sensation. He would try to go off to pray alone and, and the people would find him. He would take off in a boat with his disciples and the people would search and search and search until they found him once again. 
Once while traveling through Galilee, Luke tells us about Jesus stopping over in a house to rest from his journey. And the crowd finds him once again. And the crowd is so thick around the house that when four friends come bringing their paralyzed friend to see Jesus, they can't get anywhere near him. And they had the audacity and desperation to dig a hole in the roof and to drop their friend down in front of Jesus. And Jesus heals the man saying, I say to you, stand up and take your bed and go to your home. In Capernaum, Jesus heals the slave of a Roman centurion. In nine, he resurrects the, a widow's only son from death, saying, young man, I say to you, rise. And Luke tells us that the dead man sat up and began to speak. Jesus travels to cities, villages, and across the countryside. He feeds a crowd of 5,000, and all were ate and filled miraculously with only five loaves of bread and two fish. And there were how many baskets? You know the story. Twelve baskets of food left over. Getting nearer and nearer and nearer to Jerusalem. While traveling through Jericho, the crowds are so large that the diminutive Zacchaeus must climb a tree in order to see Jesus passing by. Our lesson today begins with an element of intrigue. As Jesus goes up to Jerusalem, he pauses at a place called the Mount of Olives. He sends two disciples ahead of him with the mission of securing a colt that he might ride triumphantly into the city. Go into the village ahead of you, he says, and as you enter it, you will find tied there a colt that has never been ridden. Untie it and bring it here. Don't you wonder how does Jesus know this? He hasn't been into Jerusalem. His sense of perception is extraordinary, isn't it? On top of this, he even anticipates the, the type of resistance that they may receive. He says, if anyone asks you why you are untying it, just say this, the Lord needs it. Jesus is always planning his expedition several steps ahead. He sees around corners, doesn't he? And he problem solves before problems ever arise. And sure enough, his, his plan works out perfectly. The disciples, they find that colt waiting for them. And the owner says, what are you doing? And they reply just as Jesus said the Lord needs it. And then they bring that colt to Jesus and they put him on it. And he rides into Jerusalem like a conquering hero. An excited crowd had lined the road and they followed Jesus' triumphant entry. The whole multitude of the disciples began to praise God joyfully and with a loud voice of all the deeds of power that they had seen. And they're waving palm branches and they're taking off their cloaks and they're laying them along the road before Jesus. And yes, they shout, Hosanna, blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. Peace in heaven and glory, glory 
in the highest heaven. In shouting Hosanna, just as Pastor Gian has shared with us, they are saying, save us now, Jesus. Many anointed kings and conquering generals had entered Jerusalem over the years, but none had ever entered like this king. Blessed is the king who comes in the name of the Lord. You see, this king is no ordinary king. Biblical scholar Alan Culpepper says Jesus is the king of Galilean fishermen, tax collectors, Samaritans, harlots, crippled women, blind men, demoniacs, and the oppressed and the suffering. He's our king. He's our king, isn't he? Jesus' followers know that he shares in their hardships. He relieves their suffering. He accepts them when others consider them unacceptable. And they give Jesus the red carpet treatment treatment as he enters into Jerusalem. But not everyone, not everyone in attendance is cheering. Luke wants us to know that it may not be so evident from the great crowd celebrating Jesus' arrival, but the tide is already turning Yes, already turning even on Palm Sunday. We might not really see it a whole lot at first, but his critics are beginning to publicly attack him. And they're scheming, aren't they? This public attack is something new. Earlier, they had been in fear of of saying anything against Jesus for fear of the crowds. And now the crowds are larger and they're speaking out. But let's be clear, today Jesus rides into Jerusalem in a way that is an unmistakable claim. He is God's Messiah. He's God's anointed king. It's an act of defiance and courage and determination. There are both cheering disciples and there are disturbed Pharisees, aren't they? The day is filled with, though, with such possibility. But in the midst of the celebrating, we hear the Pharisees tell Jesus, teacher, tell your disciples to stop. And Jesus indignantly replies, I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. The Greek word that Luke uses for shout out is kradzo, kradzo, a anapeic term for a raven's cry, a call. We've heard them. We've heard them when we've been out in in worship outdoors, the the crows and the ravens interrupting worship uh, from time to time. They're loud, aren't they? They call out. It means to figuratively cry out loudly with an urgent scream or screech, using inarticulate sounds and shouts that express a, a deep emotional importance. Luke uses the same word in Greek two other times before Jesus says it, the stones would shout out. 
But the NRSV, the translation that we use today, translates the word differently each time. First, in chapter 9, verse 39, a man tells Jesus that when an evil spirit would seize his son all at once, his son shrieks. And then in chapter 18, 39, when a blind man is told that Jesus is walking by, he shouts even more loudly, Son of David, have mercy on us. It's a shout of Hosanna, isn't it? When have you had a Kradzo experience or have you seen someone else cry out with Deep emotion. The Reverend Ashley Detar Britt writes this. She says, expressing our joys, telling our truths, asking the questions we need to ask, repenting and making amends, being our honest and authentic selves. These things are too important to be silent. And that's exactly what Jesus is telling the Pharisees. I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would kradzu, would call, would call out, would shout out. What truths, questions, what confessions and expressions are bubbling up to the surface in our community and in the world? As you begin your journey during Holy Week this week, what truths need to be shouted out loud, turned over to God, shared with others? What has remained silent for too long? What forces and systems and people are trying to silence the truth of God's love for everyone? Could it be that even we have been playing the role of silencer? As we begin our walk through Holy Week, let us ask, what can't be silenced? What must be said? Who needs to hear? What things can we not be quiet about any longer? What is bubbling up that we need to give voice to? faith questions and apologies and and issues of justice and truth-telling. What blessings are waiting for us, you and I, to claim? Jan Richardson, in Blessing of the Palms, writes this. This blessing can be heard coming from a long way off. This blessing is making its steady way up the road towards you. This blessing blooms in the throats of women, springs up from the hearts of men, tumbles out of the mouths of children. This blessing is stitched into the seams of the cloaks that line the road, etched into the branches that trace the path, echoes in the breath of the willing colt, the click of the donkey's hoof against the stones. Something is rising beneath this blessing. Something will try to drown it out. But this blessing cannot be turned back, cannot be made to still its voice, 
cannot cease to sing its praise of the one who comes along the way it makes. The message of the good news of Jesus Christ rises above the noise, even if the oppressive forces want to silence it. It rises above the noise whenever we turn to contemplate, to receive, and to share the great news of God's love and grace and salvation that Jesus brings to the world. But there's also a lament, a lament in Jesus' response. I tell you, if these were silent, the stones would shout out. Because you see, Jesus didn't come for stones. Will we shout out? Will we realize that we are the ones in need of saving? Just beyond today's reading, as the city of Jerusalem comes into view, as Jesus is riding that donkey, Jesus begins to weep over the city. Today, Palm Sunday, should be a day of great big smiles and victorious waves and high fives, certainly not a day for weeping. But that's what Jesus does. He weeps. But it's not some sort of quiet sound. Head and hands, hiding tears, No, it's not a restrained emotion. It's a heartbreaking, wailing, and a deep sobbing. Jesus is crying his heart out as he comes into Jerusalem. He yelps because of the city's, her people's missed opportunity. He wails because what what might have been. If you, even you, had only recognized this day, the things that make for peace, he says. On this day, Jesus invites us to join him. And when we do, the impossible, you see, becomes possible in Jesus. His saving work. And as we continue to practice his self-giving love, whenever we comfort a grieving church member, Lend an ear to a discouraged friend. Give a welcome to an immigrant neighbor. Offer a hand to a co-worker in need. Feed and clothe others. Or reach out to a classmate who is becoming more isolated. Jesus is Israel's and the world's and our best and last hope. And God has come in the flesh, and he has come to his own, and his own people did not accept him. But there is a promise for us, you and I, to claim today. But to all who received him, who believed in his name, He gave power to become children of God who were born not of blood or the will of the flesh or the will of man or woman, but of God.
on this Palm Sunday will we welcome him as our king and as our savior. You see, we need Jesus. I need Jesus. The world needs Jesus. Thankfully, God's Messiah continues to parade by even today. Jesus continues to beckon to you and to me to stop watching and to join the parade. The parade of God's love and grace and salvation that Jesus brings into the world. Hosanna, Jesus, save us. Blessed is he who comes in the name of the Lord. Amen.